Normally, this is where we'd kick it off with a story, but I wanted to touch on a couple of things before we do that. First thing I wanted to say is that uh, every episode isn't going to be light and positive like the first one. We're here to keep it real, so we got to get heavy sometimes. You know, exactly. That, that, when you're actually being real, it's not about like having superficial conversation, but being straightforward and having like serious, real conversations about things that are deep and heavy and sometimes disturbing and triggering for some people. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I definitely, I'll definitely be try to be intentional about like giving some trigger warnings for s- specific topics, which we'll include one today. Also, we're going to cuss. <laughs> we, just, we just had this conversation during uh, pre-production um, because this is our safe space, right? Like this is that's what I was just expressing to you is that um, this is a space for us to express ourselves however we see fit to be ourselves. And, you know, great grandma Ernestine used to cuss all the time whenever she wanted to. Uh, and so did other family members. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't just her. Of course right. not. Um, but. She lived unapologetically, and that's something that I always admired about her. Like, she chose oh, yes, to be herself. She yes, never she put did. on a front for anyone, anyone at any point at in any time. any point in time. <laughs> and so that's something that, again, she was the inspiration behind this, and that's something that I admired about her and have tried to apply to my own life in my own different ways. And so I definitely want to try and continue that. So mm-hmm. another point that I wanted to make there. And then so last week, Ma, you mentioned that these are our thoughts and opinions, regardless of how anyone may feel about them. And so I kind of wanted to piggyback off that in a different direction. Okay. And I hope that us expressing ourselves in this different way that we haven't done before, being open and honest about different things, will change some of our personal relationships. Because again, I know we have friends and family out there watching because mm-hmm. a lot of y'all have texted me. So thank you. I really appreciate y'all taking the time to do that. Uh, but I, ho- I, th- I hope that this will change some personal relationships, but for the better. Like we're, we're expressing yeah. ourselves, talk about things that we want to discuss. And maybe we're going to be sharing some opinions that some of y'all haven't heard from us. But, yeah, that's true. Um, yes, I to, agree with that. Yeah. Um, haven't heard, haven't had these discussions yeah. and maybe bring up a lot of new discussions. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And new discussions, new discussions is exactly what I wanted to say. Like, you know, I hope it changes those relationships for the better um, and that we can then move on and like have good, positive and healthy conversations. Stations, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was one point. And then uh, the other point I wanted to make is that even though I know I've been kind of like promoting this on social media that's that's me like i actually hate self-promotion i don't know how many people know this about me but it's one of the reasons i don't post much on social media like i don't care if people know where i am or what i'm doing i'm not taking concert video i'm not taking videos at a concert i want to i want to live it in that moment and experience it that, and, right and i don't take a lot of pictures that's with stuff that i do and post it um so my point is there is that like we're not here to be seen we're not here to be known we're here to be felt and to be heard Exactly. And express ourselves and share our conversations. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Uh, so now we'll move into the story for today and it's going to be more of a Q and a, but before we get to that, I want to touch on something specific. So there's kind of like two different Detroits going on right now. You have the gentrified downtown that is like rebuilding and saving the city and things like that. When, but in all reality, there's people who have been in the city who have been trying to make improvements for over 30 years, for example, like mm-hmm. uh, Motor City Blightbusters and John George, they've been there for almost 30 years now, probably. Okay. It's just one example. But so there's that Detroit. And again, this could be a whole nother podcast, so I won't go too deep into it. But then there's also the residential areas where there's generations of family who have been living in the city 
for again like generations of their family and have been living in the city for years and have seen the rise and fall for that matter and so we're going to talk about experiences of someone who has falls under that second category of having a gen, having generations of your family uh, live, live, in live in the city and mm-hmm. you were born and raised in the city. Yes. So, so we are going to talk about my mom's experience in Detroit. So what year were you born? I was born in 1966. Okay. Holla. <laughs> okay. So what are your earliest memories about the community you were raised in? Oh, okay. My earliest memories is when, when I was in kindergarten, living uh, on off of West Chicago and Monica. I loved living over there when I was a kid. My mom wanted to move because actually when we lived that, we lived, we had two homes. The front house was my grandparents' house and the back house was ours. It was... Um, now they both, house. they faced two different streets, right? No. Oh, they were all one on one house. property? Yes, all I on one never, property. Two I homes always on one misunderstood pro- that. You're okay, right. got yeah. it. Yeah, it was, uh, the front house was my grandparents' house and the house in the back was my mom's house. Okay, got which it. Which was really cool because they yeah. were, you know, it's really being cool being with your grandparents and, you know, right in front of you and they raised you and took care of you. Yeah. So because of school situations and uh, my mother wanted to move to a better area, at that time, we moved, and we moved on um, Joy Road off of Greenfield. Yep, Joy Road and Greenfield. Area. Yeah, yeah. and um, that's where I spent first grade all the way up to high school. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so how did you feel about, like, during those earliest memories, how did you feel about, like, your safety and being, like, a resident in the city? Oh, I loved it. I mean, of course, back then, it was it was cool, you know. You're always going to have little things going on crying situations and stuff like that right. but it's nothing compared to how it is now yeah it was nothing like that it just wasn't it was still a good neighborhood we still had block club uh, my mother ran a block club um and we still had neighbors who cared about neighbors yeah. people who cared about people yeah. you know it's, it's nothing compared to how it is now yeah. Um, and so I know a lot of that stuff kind of started in your 20s is how you've described it to me before um, um, about I, that about that time. Um, I want to say before my 20s. OK. But um, how like briefly before like well, I want to late say, teenager. Uh, yeah. Late teenager. I will give it and give it a few years more. I will give it a few years more. But we had things going on, but right. nothing compared to where things are happening yeah. now. OK. So then what happened when? things kind of like hit the fan and don't forget we have notes over there from when we right uh, well in my opinion i want to say um when the drug population took over i want to say that when the crack epidemic started and it was just horrible i mean you literally watch your entire neighborhood change from drug dealers drug addicts Mm -hmm. To people who were trying to survive and still live in that neighborhood and get their kids to schools. I mean, it just changed everything. Yeah. The crack epidemic changed everything for generations, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. And um, we're still reaping the be- horrible, not benefits, I'm sorry, the horrible um, results of that. Results of that, yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. And so I know you've mentioned that you've seen some you saw some changes in friends and family when the crack epidemic oh yes we all have we all have had friends and family who were either drug dealers Mm -hmm. or drug addicts and And, it changed generations and families yeah it changed yeah um and then so how do you think that changed yourself well for me it made me very uncomfortable in my living space Mm -hmm. with my neighbors it 
just changed everything in my yeah. surrounding of my neighborhood. And yeah. uh, when I was a kid, I was okay with walking to the bus stop. I was okay with going and walking to the store or walking to my sister's house. I, it changed everything for me. Yeah. Okay. And I'm sure a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so I was born in 93 and mm-hmm. you were, I don't remember how you were. You oh, were 20 Lord. something though. You're 28. Okay. Yeah, 28. Okay. Okay. So you're 28. <laughs> so like a lot of this stuff had happened recently-ish, like had started changing recently-ish when I was born. I mean, um, it, it had probably been. It had been, been going, going on, on for, for years before years. you yeah, was born. Yeah, it had going on for years. Yeah, because. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Uh, I was going to say because you can tell after we graduated from high school, the decline even after that. Yeah. So it was really a decline after that. Um, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so I know I was then born in 93. Mm-hmm. And I know I only went to one school in Detroit that I can remember, if I think that's right. Yes, that's um, accurate. Yeah. And <laughs> then school. and then after that, I attended school in Southfield, and I ended up graduating from high school in Novi. So I guess my question for you is, like, now with all of that that took place, like, what made you remove me from Detroit public schools? Well, by the time you were born, there were very few Detroit public schools. They mm-hmm. were still there, but there were very few Detroit public schools. Mm-hmm. And so we were never going to send you to a Detroit public school anyway. That was not the plan from the get-go. Right. Um, we were always going to eventually move. We started out there because someone told us it was a good school there right. um, just for, you know, first grade or kindergarten. Well, you went to kindergarten in, uh, um, uh, Lord, what's the name of that? UAW Child, UAW Development, Child Development, Center. Development Center, which I thank God for the UAW always because... They've been wonderful. Yeah. And they are wonderful. Yeah. And, um, but that was really a wonderful step that they took at that time when they made those schools. Um, cause those right. schools were open 24 seven yeah. for, um, sal- I mean, hourly workers. Yeah. And it just helped a lot. Yeah. It helped a lot. Yeah. And then, um, so you were never really going to attend, um, public school, um, in the city, in the city that was never um, going to happen except because the school you went to was private. So, okay. So the question though, mm-hmm. was like, why didn't I, why was that never an option? Cause I don't know. First of I, all, there I, weren't I, any schools really left at that time. I mean, there aren't one any schools that I would have wanted to send you to. Right. Um, now why, I, why I, I want to get, I'm, Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. 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 Yeah. Uh, yeah. The education had fallen off in Detroit okay. and still falling off to yeah. this day. And it's horrible to this day. Yeah. Um, and it just wasn't there. So um, I always had intentions on moving away from Detroit mm-hmm. anyway. Um, it was something I wanted to do when I was a kid. At that time, I did love Detroit and loved living there. Um, I just knew I wanted to always move somewhere else, mm-hmm. you know, in the city. Because um, I had knew about suburban areas and right. been around people who lived in but we didn't live in none, you know. But our yeah. neighborhood at the time, excuse me. Uh, when my mom moved us there, it was a much better neighborhood. Yeah. The schools were good, yeah. you know. So... Yeah. Yeah. And okay. Yeah. So that was kind of like the early stages, and then I, like we discussed, I, we went to then Southfield and then Novi. Um, so then, once you moved out of the city, like how did you feel about the city in general? Kind of like outside looking in. Slash, of course, we still went back pretty often. Oh yeah, definitely. There, but, still have to go back. Um, but yeah, how did you feel like once you had finally moved out? Like how did you feel about the new place where you were living? Mm-hmm. I actually was much happier um i felt uh, safer i'm cautious no matter where i live right. that's just 100%. who i am 
yeah. no matter where I am, because there is crime all over. It's not yeah. just in the city of Detroit. Um, there are problems everywhere. Yeah. But you should be cautious no matter where you live, because uh, things happen everywhere. Definitely. But I felt much safer. I felt more comfortable. I really wanted to give you a good education. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my main thing. And for us to live somewhere where we can feel comfortable, where I didn't really mind you going outside or, you know, doing all kinds of things that I really was fearful of at home in Detroit. Um, so then in 2014, you get married, mm-hmm. which then brings you back to the city to move in with yes. my stepfather, your yes. husband. Yes. <laughs> um, and so how did you feel then moving back into the city? I had a lot of anxiety. Um, I had some depression. Um, I had just a lot of anxiety some depression. Felt unsafe. You know, I hadn't lived there in so many years and been in the surroundings. And we came right back to a neighborhood that I was used to where I used to go to school. Right. Right. Because it's just around the corner from where you were grew up. Grew up. Yes. And then my it just to walk the street or to ride the street because I don't walk anywhere just to see how the neighborhood had changed so drastically from when I was a kid, when yeah. I was in high school. Yeah. And when I walked and took the bus and did all those things, I just... Yeah, you just, don't feel safe doing those d- things? Feel, no. Oh, yeah. no. God, no. I remember one time um, when you were going, when you were getting your hair cut down there and your grandmother or someone had dropped you off at the barbershop. And they was like, well, he could just walk back. And I had like the head of anxiety attack when you were younger. Like, no, he ain't walking nowhere. And I was like, that was just I crazy. Rem- I don't remember that. Yeah, because you I remember was, used to go on Jerome? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, the barbershop mm-hmm. was around the corner. Right. My, my um, man's Jerome. James. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but but um, I must have been young, and that was somebody, or maybe that was just a conversation y'all had, and I wasn't. Right, you weren't in the conversation. But um, just, you know, I, it's sad to say, to feel that way. Yeah. But I also remember when I was cool with living there and loved walking to my uh, sister's house or walking to the store or catching the bus to go to school, you know. Yeah. So it's not that I... I'm hoping and praying that we can get back there. Yeah. I, I mean, it's not that it cannot be done. I, there's no way that this cannot be cleaned up. No yeah. way. Yeah. Okay. I mean, because we need it. Because there are people who are going to have we're going to live in the city for the rest of their lives. Yeah. So, and I believe they deserve better. You yeah. know, we just all have to work at it. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think we'll just end our story there. And that was a moment of nostalgia. And thank you for joining us. What up, though? And welcome to the first full episode of Message from Ernestine. Uh, we're happy you're here for today's message. Uh, I go by the name of LB. I go by the name of Michelle, his mom. <laughs> uh, and as she just said, we are a black mother and son duo from the legendary city of Detroit. We gather here weekly to honor the memory of my great grandmother, Ernestine, who bestowed wisdom on us that we now want to share with the world. We keep it all the way real. During our discussions on current events and various issues that we all deal with as human beings, we also provide advice and tell personal stories, all from the viewpoint of Generation Y. That's me. Shout out to the millennials and Generation X and my mom. Shout out to us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the nickname for your generation is uh, 13ers. I don't I don't really understand it. Oh, I I've to, never heard that. Yeah. 13ers. That's because it doesn't get used often. Oh, like, okay. You know, they call us millennials and then Gen Z. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember what they call them. Not off the top of my head, I'm drawing a blank. But thirteen, yeah. That. But that's okay. what they call y'all in Gen X, um, and then Baby Boomers is the generation before you. So that's Grandma's yeah. generation. Yeah, your grandmothers. Yeah. Um, 
So if you'd like to follow along with our conversation on social media, tag us at MSGFRMErnestine and use the hashtag that's spelled the exact same way. Uh, also, use hashtag PodIn. That's a now listening hashtag that will help more people find our show because it is specifically for shows that are produced by people of color. And again, that's hashtag PODIN. Uh, we'll retweet, like, respond, and all that good shit. So let's get connected. <laughs> We are going to get started with our first segment and our first time actually going through this segment of Tell Me Something Good. Uh-huh. Tell Me Something Good is our self-reflection segment where we will celebrate positive things that have happened in our lives during the past week. And it has actually been a week since our last episode. So we have some very specific things that we want to talk about. So Ma, I'll let you go first. All righty. Well, mine's this week is my stepdaughter. Um, Dia has gotten her own home for her and my granddaughter, which is absolutely wonderful. That's my sister and my niece. I just want to point that out. <laughs> <laughs> and it's very, we're very happy. I'm very happy for them because it's a wonderful experience to get your own home and yeah. to build a home up the way you want it to be. Yeah. And then, you know, my granddaughter have her own room. Do you have our own room? Yeah. And, you know, we can go visit them and hang out with them in their own place and they yeah. can have everything the way they want it. It's yeah. absolutely wonderful. Yeah. Um, what I want to say is so funny is because she hates when I say stepdaughter. But the reason I say stepdaughter is because I'm so proud that I am a stepmother mm. and have such a wonderful stepdaughter yeah. and a granddaughter. Um, is because I was blessed to have a superior, wonderful stepmother, and I love her. And oh, don't um, worry, she'll be on the show at some point. Yes, and she's superior. So I would walking in the shoes that she's walking in as a stepmother. I would be so proud to be like her yeah. and um, love the child. The same way you love your own child, even though you didn't carry them, because yeah. it's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. really awesome. I never even thought about that from your perspective. Oh, See, yeah. again, oh, yeah. I love this space because we talk about things that we don't normally talk right. about, and that does not happen to everyone who yeah. get remarried right. and um, right. has the children to combine and blend. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. it was. A, it's a good experience for me. Yeah. I want to say that my stepmother is the shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so I I want to talk about two things. One of them is really quick. Uh, I mean, we released, we recorded and released and edited our first episode, and we've been getting really good responses on that. So I'm just really happy and excited about that. That I'm now like in this world of podcasting, and I get to do it with my wonderful mother. You silly. Uh, and that it's going well so far, and I'm really happy, and I think it will be. It's going to continue to go well because. And I want to comment on that. What. I'm so proud of you, and I love the work that we did last week, and I know it's going to get better and better. And I'm so grateful to see the work that you put into it. It's wonderful because I know none of the stuff you be doing. <laughs> what I will take pride in is your education, and it's working out for you, and your creative your creativity is working out for you, and yeah. I love it and admire it. Yeah, well, thank and you. All that money is worth it. <laughs> <laughs> That is so funny. Yeah, I mean, to that point, like, outside of the money, like, I literally wouldn't be here without you, though. So, like, I want you to understand that, like, everything that I am is just a reflection on you and the rest of our family. Thank you. I know I mentioned that last week, and it will probably be hard for me to not mention it every week. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But um, it's true. But who you are is a reflection of who you are and what you learn from your own experiences every time you do something. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's definitely definitely a combination of all those things. Yeah. But I'll say this. 
I'm throw one more little point in. Yeah. Uh, I knew your personality was going to be off the chain. But you just didn't know which direction that was going to go. No, in. I mean, <laughs> I knew it could. No, I knew that I wanted to mold you in the way that it would be really good. Because yeah. first of all, you are a Gemini. Two definitely different personalities, which is good and a oh, very we're gonna good way. Oh, we're going to talk about that. At some oh, yeah, because I want to know from and your then, perspective what right when are. you were born and you were born at the time you were born when my brother had um um passed and you ended up being a Gemini like he was, and Whoa, your... wait a minute. Oh yeah, you... I never put that together. Oh yeah, I know his birthday yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't. Oh, you didn't never wow. put that together. That trips yeah. me out. Okay, yes, go ahead. I'm yes. sorry. And then your um the genes from your father and me and your grandparents and your great grandparents and yeah. the genes and all that. I just knew your personality was going to be really good, like really good on both sides of yeah. good and complex. And I was like, yeah, when he fell out of Gemini, I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. Well, I'm glad I had y'all to help guide me. All right. All right. So the other thing that I wanted to talk about that was something good is last night I attended a poetry show in Detroit at uh, Bottom Line Coffee. It's on uh, 3rd Avenue in the Wayne State area. And the event was called Sisterhood Stories. Mm -hmm. And it was organized to celebrate Women's History Month. And it was described as specifically as a poetry show highlighting the experiences of women and the mosaic of intersectional feminism. Uh, and it was put on by Detroit poet Chani the Hippie, who I've known since middle school, and I've literally wanted to go see her. She's been doing That's poetry wonderful. for a while now, and I've been wanting to go see her for years, and I just hadn't, it just never worked out. So I finally got to go to this event, and it was really, really great to see her um, perform. And she had a set of women poets who were all like really really dope and it was they, it was just this really cool safe environment and space where they each educated us in different ways and shared th stories through like this incredible like creative writing I and mean, as someone who is an ally to womanist and black feminist causes uh, it was just really dope to hear those narratives and i definitely okay. felt like i learned a lot and um, it was a really cool experience and that's definitely the kind of space that I want to be in more often. Um, and uh, Chani is actually doing one event per month for the rest of the year. So mm -hmm. definitely links to her social media so y'all can look her up and attend those events if you're in, De in the Detroit area. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Someone you went to junior high school with. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That well, wonderful? actually, so our, her sister was in the same grade as I as me okay um and she was older I think she's two or three older years older than us I don't remember but it oh really right yeah but um came full circle that's cool yeah yeah mm -hmm. all right so we're gonna now move into our next segment what's going on what's going on oh <laughs> <laughs> so silly <laughs> What's going on is our news and current events segment. And today we're going to talk about a couple of older but recent, still recent topics. First one, uh, trigger warning, we are going to talk about rape and R. Kelly. Uh, so if this is something that is a trigger is a triggering conversation for you and you want to fast forward, I will definitely try to remind myself to put it in the show notes where, where we have this conversation, where it ends so that y'all can fast forward through it. But before we get into this. Uh-oh. He's revealing something. I have no idea. I'm doing a disclaimer at this moment. <gasps> oh my God. I don't know if, if y'all can see the shirt uh, behind oh. the microphone over there. The shirt says, fuck Robert Kelly. That's the musical artist that should be better known as a sexual abuser and a rapist. R. Kelly. 
But uh, I've been on this tip for a while now. Wow. Uh, <laughs> my birthday's in June. Mom, like mom just said, I'm a, I'm a Gemini. My birthday's in June. <laughs> I had my, uh, I had my birthday party, n- wonderful party with all my family and friends. I should just say family because I like to call my, uh, friends, my family, but anyways, with all my family. Um, oh, wow. and there were two artists that I told the DJ not to play. You remember who it was? No, I, I remember you said you were going to. I knew R. Kelly definitely was one of them. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. The other one was Kanye because he's also spitting some rhetoric that's harmful to our people. So. Oh, okay. Uh, another conversation. Yeah, because yeah. you love um, Kanye. Um, yeah, used to. Used to. But anyway, so why I wanted to talk about R. Kelly is just because, again, we have been holding on to this podcast idea and like wanting to pursue this for a, a while now. Um, and so like now that we finally had an opportunity to do it, I've been holding on, holding in some things that like I've posted on social media, but I wanted to use this platform to reiterate. I personally believe that there are too many of us as black people who are uh, siding with him and, and not in support of his victims because we want to step in the name of love. <laughs> and so I want to look at some of the excuses I've been hearing and discuss each and one of and each one directly and keep it real brief. All right. One of the reactions that I've been hearing is uh, what about wh- white rapists? First of all, all abusers, rapists and things of that nature need to be punished they should be thrown under the jail in my personal opinion especially rapists right no matter what color they are or who they are yeah you cannot protect one or the one or the other mm-hmm. and also like one of the things that people have been saying is like what about harvey weinstein he got like i can't remember exactly what happened with his story with his Matter case fact, but like still he, going he, on. we were just discussing right yeah his getting, is still going on but you know? legal action is being taken against him so that he gets and punishment so like stop punished also. so stop pulling up his name to defend r kelly just because again you want right. to step in the name of love uh the girls were fast as far as his victims Ooh. people have been saying that that's so, disgusting right isn't it let me tell you what that's i have disgusting. to say say to that there is not a teenage girl in the world that is fast enough to catch a grown-ass man that is not attracted to children. Oh, that's excellent. Done. I love that. Like, I, don't even, I don't even think Say I have that to add again. anything else. I said, there is, not a, there is not a teenage girl in the world that's fast enough to catch a grown-ass man that isn't attracted to children. Wow. Yeah, I love that. It's that simple. It's that simple. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've also been hearing, I knew what I was doing at that age. No, you didn't. <laughs> like you like if you just because you were in a in a relationship with a what you consider to be a relationship with an older man that was still abuse it was still illegal uh it was still predatory behavior exactly you think you knew what you were doing you think you you might think that that was what was best for you but it really wasn't wasn't mm-hmm. um because another bottom and line everybody's here, not the same i'm sorry to interrupt yeah you. yeah that's something fair. everybody does not seem to jail with or understand everyone is not the same yeah you know you think you knew what you were doing but that don't mean that that person knew what they were doing just right. because you were a certain age and it's just horrible i mean yeah. to blame it on the victim and yeah they were children horrible yeah and um do you know when you look it up i know you know maybe know the age that you were considering a real adult it's not 13 it's not 14 yeah. it's not 15 your mind is still growing at that particular time right and that's why learning set those limits set, right. set those limits yeah um oh dang i had another point I, i'll think if i come back to it no it's mm-hmm. all good um they were in it for the money there's another thing that we, that's been out thrown out there i think the number of unsolved rape cases should let you know how many how often that this thing happens i think the 
number is one in three women face some kind of sexual abuse, mm-hmm. deal with some kind of sexual abuse. Um, and that th- so this is not something that people just go around making sto- up stories about. Like, yes, it does happen. It does happen. But it is far and few, few. Between. between. Just because you don't believe that person doesn't mean that it did not happen, happen to them. To them. Mm-hmm. Um, why did they wait so long? Oh, my God. I hate that question. <laughs> Everybody asked that question. Yeah. Yeah. If you have not been, in my opinion, sexually abused or mistreated in that way, you cannot say when a victim is supposed to speak up. Because even though we tell our children ourselves, yep. if someone ever touches you in the wrong way, you should let me know then as soon as possible. Sometimes you do not do that yeah. be- because you are scared, yeah. because you are a child and you yeah. believe what they're telling you. I'm harm your family. Yeah. I'm going to come back for you and your family. So you should never ask a victim that. Why did you wait so long? It does not matter. Yeah, because speaking the truth should be spoken no matter how old you are or when it's time for you to do so or when you feel it's time for you to do so. Yeah, you have a right to bring it up no matter when you do. Yeah, yeah, 100 percent. And people making comments like that is what is another one of those things that stops victims from coming out because they coming out Mm -hmm. because they think that people will not believe them and judge them. Yep, And we'll judge them and we'll turn around and put the blame on them. Mm hmm. Because you hit the nail on the head there. I have nothing to add. Another one is I can separate the art from the person. If you are supporting someone's music, you are supporting them financially, which is then reinforcing their behavior, which is then saying that, like, no matter what you do, who you abuse, who you hurt. I am I going to support you. To you. I'll, make I'll, that money. Right. I'll, mm. Basically, like you're fu- you're 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 basically funding the abuse of black women and girls when you are li- supporting R. Kelly. Sorry. No, actually, That's true. That's I'm your not opinion. sorry. No, I agree with you. <laughs> um, you are. So you play uh, R. Kelly at the family reunion. I might not leave, but I'm walking away. I'm not listening to it. I'm done. Play it on the radio. I'm changing the station. Like I, I'm not here for it at all um and th- there's some others that are out, out there like that too but he is definitely like the most in the, stand, the stand, right in now. the forefront right now I and mean, the other point that i want to make too is that like yes r kelly is in the forefront and is just kind of like the other thing we need to remember is that it isn't just the r kelly's and the celebrities of the world that are doing these things in the shadows that we don't get exactly. a, have a chance to talk it's about every day it's your it's your neighbors people. it's your baby babysitters it's your seniors in high school who are hitting a family on. member a friend yeah yeah and the college seniors who are trying to snag up the freshmen, freshmen literally yes like mm-hmm. so yeah that's all I got there. I don't want to add, go because again we can go on and on on that particular subject, but those are the things that I wanted to specifically hit on. And then so another quick one is the Jussie Smollett situation. So the most recent update with him is that the charges have been dropped and then his case has been sealed. I'm not here to discuss whether he's guilty or not because everything is strange and confusing about the situation. I don't believe police police officers, but at the same time, these kind of atta- the kind of attacks that he's alleging do happen. Do happen, definitely um, happen. And so that's the point that I wanted to talk about is that what makes him believable, regardless of what actually happened. Because again, I'm not here to discuss that. Is that these things happen in real life? There are members of the LGBTQ community that get attacked for being themselves, that get killed for being themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, There are black people who get attacked 
for having black skin who get killed for having black skin mm -hmm. and that i definitely wanted to be specific here and mention that like regardless of how you feel about that particular case we are not every time we tell these stories we are not bring we are not lying about them most of the time we're telling i would even say it's probably safe to say like 99 percent of the time people are telling the truth telling the truth about what's happening to them and don't tell me that my feelings are invalid because out of the corner of my eye, I see a security guard following me around the store and I'm worried. Like, and so I decide to leave the store or like that my heart starts racing uh, when I see police officers and pull out behind me and I worry that they're going to pull me over and that I might lose my life. Like I literally have, have those kinds of thoughts. And like, also this happens definitely not by yourself. Yeah. And there's, these things happen out in the world, world. too mm -hmm. with regular everyday the people, people. Mm -hmm. who like, it doesn't have to be a police officer. It can be a regular everyday racist bigot who decides to verbally assault someone at Walmart, like the, the teacher in Connecticut or other cases like that as well. There's others right. out there. <clears throat> so yeah, I don't know if you have anything else you want to add about. I just totally agree with you. I yeah. think that I don't, I'm not sure at all about what happened with his case, yeah. um, whether it was true or not true, because um, the way they did it and just ch shut it down. I'm like, what? You know, but they yeah. do that all the time in a, a yeah. lot of these cases. Yeah. Um, but I definitely want people who these things happen to, to still speak up 100%. and still try to get justice for yourself because you definitely don't want the victim to feel like they can't go to the um to the police yep. or talk about what happened to them they need and deserve help and respect yep yep and support each other in and these support cases each other too. in these cases yeah yep. yep. and i still going to continue to happen yeah horribly happen yeah um but i always want the victim to feel like they can step up yeah do not now speak up yeah no matter what yeah and the other thing i would add to there is just that like for my white friends and family and listeners and viewers out there like Again, just because you don't experience these things doesn't mean that they don't happen. Just because Jussie may have fabricated this story because of whatever is going on with him doesn't mean that if I come out with a story like this next week that it didn't happen to me. I just wanted to make sure that I threw that out there specifically to white people basically like for lack of a better term because like there there there's a lot of people out there who will watch fox news and listen to ann coulter because she hopped on the on fox news not too long after this case came out and said that every hate crime is a hoax oh wow no she didn't that yes. is so ignorant and it's it's horrible. Oh, and, horrible and and i that's want to make sure that people horrible. understand and hear from hear from me i guess for whatever little voice and platform that i have that these things happen and oh, they yeah. are real. And just because you haven't experienced what, it doesn't mean that have, it's not I'm happening. So sorry. I have no idea what world this woman lives in. <laughs> I have no idea where her mind comes from all this stuff. This is uh, how white supremacy works. We're, get, we're, yeah, we're getting but there. How could you ignore what's happening in front of you? I mean, it's on the news every day. Doesn't mean it's, the, when, when it doesn't happen. To deny any case. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Whatever lady, you kiss my ass. <laughs> how about that and that's not just for ann coulter that's for anyone else who makes statements like that yeah that's horrible all right so uh that will do it for news and current events here and what's going on segment so now we are going to move on to today's message today's message is about the state of the black community past to present uh where we are now how we got here disclaimer i just want to throw out there this is a very big broad conversation mm -hmm. so we are definitely going to kind of look at it kind of like from the overhead view and 
but it's super complex and it's a topic that like we could have multiple episodes just analyzing each individual portion and maybe we will come back to some of those um but we are definitely going to look at it from more of like a big overhead and again our perspectives and we're going to cover what we can with the time that we have all right so uh i want you to talk about your perspective of where like where we are now as the black community uh, overarching and uh how we got here well this is just my opinion again i want to say that and um where we are now um compared to you know when i was younger we've always had issues with the white man bring the drugs here okay then they decide to drop them off and then we decide that this is going to be our way of living making money and just it became it became our way of living. I just want to I don't know what no other would have said. It's just my opinion, uh, and making money um besides the way we could, um and it destroyed generations and generations of our people and still is today um destroying our generations, and it's so horrible because a lot of people think that you just trying to blame one thing, but I know statistics that my son can give you. I know history can say, um, so-and-so, so-and-so, and and this is why this is this, and this is why it's this. But all I know is for me growing up and living through it from what my parents told me and watching and them living through it, um, we got to work better at to quit blaming other people for where we are and start taking our own, um, accountability accountability thank Mm -hmm. you the accountability to build ourselves up because if we don't we will stay down we have to start building ourselves back up and quit blaming it on everything else because think of all the people who have rised up we wouldn't have had martin luther king we wouldn't have a lot of these people who rise up from nothing to be who they are or thought to be who they were and ended up being or what they wanted for our community. We would have nothing if we do not start fighting back. And I mean, within your homes, start fighting back and quit. I'm not saying history didn't make, make this part of what it, what it is now. I'm not saying that. I know the, so what's the word I keep trying to say? Statistics mm-hmm. are there. But we have to stop using that as an excuse. Start fighting within. Because see, if you do better within and in your homes and who you are, what you want to be, what you want your children to be, and what you want your community to be, that's why we have all these groups out here fighting for the community. We have to start fighting within so we can have better and be better. And don't settle anymore. I don't know no other way to say it. That's how I feel. Mm -hmm. I want us to quit looking back and move forward. Quit looking back. Move forward. Because if you stay back there, you're going to be stuck back there. If you want to move forward, you can move forward. Yeah. Uh, So would you say that you believe, because what I want to give you all some context background here is that uh, we've briefly had this conversation, but I've been very intentional about us not getting too deep into it so that we could do it here. But um, so just a clarification question that I've never had a chance to ask you. Mm-hmm. Um, would you say that you think like us looking back and like blaming the white man mm-hmm. is like the main problem? right now or is you is you do you or would you say that like because we're again we're talking about past to present we're not right. talking about okay we're not right. talking too much about looking into the future but right. like would you say that you think that that's contributed majorly to like where we are as a community i hear people say it all the time i they use it as an excuse um uh, and i say this from the neighborhood i lived in since i was a child i didn't see not one white man come in there and tear up the homes 
these homes look totally different than when I was a child right. compared to where they're. I didn't see not one man come in there and do that. Yeah. Not one. Even to this day, I watch people do disgusting things to their own property. I don't care if it's a rental property. Mm-hmm. I watch them do disgusting things to their property. Yeah. Who's doing that? Yeah. I mean, I can get with that. I definitely agree with you that like we have issues within our own community and respecting ourselves and each other. Um, and that we in need to, home. and yeah, in your home and like, we need in, to uplift, uplift and each other and, um, focus on like moving forward. But I think that everything that we're discussing here is just kind of like a part of the pie. Mm-hmm. I, agree um, with that. I don't even think like, probably not the best analogy, but this is what I got on my head right mm-hmm. now. Like, I don't even think it's the crust. I think on uh, like the crust like over the top basically mm-hmm. is what i mean like i don't think it's the big overarching like what call what caused us to get be where we are today and like um i honestly believe that like everything in history the oppression that we faced since the basically since they brought us over here on the boats mm-hmm. uh on during the slave trade is really what has led us down this path of where we are i think that is the bigger overarching um, the bigger overarching causes of what have caused it because yes, some of that stuff. Well, I, I would, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I would agree with that. If they even knew about the history, a lot of these people out here now, but regardless if some, if, if not, regardless of each, if but, each individual knows the history that does, it still happened. It still happened. And it's but also, stu- all, but a lot of that stuff I, is fed into where, to like how we are oppressed now systematically, because yes, it may not be out in our face as much anymore, but right. it is still happening systematically. Oh yeah, and I like, there's a, there, Like one of the, another one of the motivations that happened uh, during, or not motivations, I'm sorry, wrong word. One of the, another one of the occurrences that took place during the, for lack of a better term, again, I don't know if there's a better term for this, but this is what I got. Um, downfall of Detroit mm-hmm. um, was white flight. White people left the city because like, and it wasn't just because I don't know what exactly the motivation was. There's probably a little bit more research I need to do there. So I won't even, I won't even front. Like I know exactly right. why white mm-hmm. people left, but like when things hit the fan, people left and left the left the community behind like the black people in the community behind so that's part of that's part of this oh i agree with you as part of it. and i, I think that i that, believe there's a lot of slices to the pie I, right. i'm not even just dis, dismaying none of that i just all i know is what i've seen and what i've seen and keep seeing over and over again and this is just my belief uh, i don't know how many times i can say that that if we don't start believing in ourselves and working within ourselves and with our children and with our families and making us better um, as human beings and wanting more for simple things. You you see what I'm saying? If we don't start there, then we can't keep blaming on the system. We just cannot. We have to start there because if my mother did not want better, we wouldn't be, be better. better. Right. So if someone is your family that wants better and you see that and y'all can talk about it and work on it to build the family up and stop all this nonsense, then it will be better. But we have to start within. And I know the system does still work against us. I'm not saying that. Uh, Definitely every day. (laughs) And we can still keep working to beat it because if you give up, 
you're going to be stuck. Right. So I, I agree with that. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot more to that. There's a lot of psychological stuff with this. Oh, yes, definitely. So like, there, so there's, there's this thing called epigenetics. I don't fully understand it, but I know part of it is that um, we carry with us in our blood, literally, the pain of our ancestors oh, I believe and, not, that. and not just that the but of course we also carry their wisdom and things of that nature but we carry the, their pain and their trauma with us it's literally in, internalized with us oh, i so, believe that hold on my mm -hmm. i'm sorry uh, <laughs> <laughs> i don't have a story about that go ahead yeah so we we carry that with us and um and like so you you brought up the point of grandma wanting to do better so like that so that push our family in the right and improve in a direction of improvement right mm -hmm. but she had to see that example all of these kids and these families don't have that examples in their homes all of these kids and these families don't have that examples in those examples in their schools like because you can literally lose hope because what 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 could happen is like you have this kid right could be born and raised in the inner city because this because this doesn't just apply to Detroit. That's the other right, thing too. Exactly. I want to make make very clear. There's other inner cities. Right. That this mm -hmm. applies to. You can have this kid born and raised in in an inner city who goes to a school that has mushrooms growing out of the wall. Classes are overcrowded. Um, the school is underfunded. Teachers are underpaid, so they don't want to be there. Um, there's only one book per two or three students because they that's all that the school can afford they don't have access to the technology to help the kids advance and then those kids get released out into the world at 18. and then they are in these scenarios where like they've been hardened by the thing by the neighborhood that they grew up grew up in and um and like you can lose hope at one point right and then if no one if you don't have anyone coming back to reach down and to help pull you up and to show you that light at the end of the tunnel that like you can it may take a long time but like that you can improve your life if you don't have that example and all you grew up around was turmoil and uh lack of love and whatever the case may be because there's so many different aspects and factors in here like what reason do you have to then have the same hope and belief of life improvement that you had growing up because you had grandma's you had grandma's example and you had our well a lot of example. people have come out of out of the those i know things. what you're saying Ma. a lot of people a lot of people have but more people have not and, and that's that, true and, 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 that's, and that's that's but, why but that's because it's an in in this cycle like it is an endless cycle and that's why and we're trying to break the cycle i agree that's but, why we're trying to break it but but a lot of why this cycle is this way i'll give you an example i have a number here too there is an estimated $23 billion education funding gap in between uh, education systems in inner cities, so like in Detroit, versus like uh, in the suburbs, so like Novi. Mm -hmm. And another, I, I know that another part of the, one of the reasons, another one of the reasons that like you um, pulled me out of the city and into the suburbs was because of the opportunity in the education system. You, you mentioned that. Right. Um, and the, a part of why those schools are better is because of the funding. Like, and another one of the reasons well, how that, come, how come when we were going to school, the schools weren't perfect. None of the school were perfect, but it's gotten worse. It's gotten worse. Part so. of it is you, part of it. Again, white people left money, which money left yeah, because they, because white people, because mm -hmm. right. But because it isn't just when people leave, like, because, um, 
white people hold the power, right? Like we're like, we live in a white supremacist society where white people hold the power. They have, they, they're the ones that are higher up in management positions. They are the ones who are given the benefit of the doubt. Like I have friends who did not work as hard as I did. And like, did not work as hard as I did in school. We could have walked into the same interview, right? And let's just say I have my, I wear my hair natural and I am, uh, I am myself, my black self. Like they are going to look at me differently just because my skin is black. Right. And because I might, my, I might speak a little bit differently than, right. than one of my Your white friends. White friends. Right. Um, and so because of that, 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 that's oppressive. And that is, that makes, that can make it hard for people to advance because you, you, cause you, you don't, you, you're walking into a room where like, you're not necessarily being judged on your merit, but you're also in addition being judged on how you look. It's just like, um, this, all the stories about people getting fired for their hair. Like there was a newscaster oh, who, yeah. who yeah, was that's... told she could wear her natural hair, mm-hmm. but then hopped on T got on TV with it. And then I don't know, producer or whatever the boss, whoever the boss is, I don't know how that all works but um basically pulled her off screen now she's out of a job mm-hmm. uh, that's horrible I, and i'm not saying this stuff is not real i'm not saying that it's not happening all i would love is for us to start at home and look at what we're doing in our homes and in our communities in our neighborhood to to, to try and make it better right you know I, and <laughs> and i agree with that I'm, but you all. have but you have to but like even the people in the home who are leading the home um, a lot of them, again, like, cause, Cause what, what, what this, happened like that, that generations that, and generations, right. And that okay. eight, that 18 to so. 20 something year old that I mentioned who got mm-hmm. graduated high school, then has their first child at 21 and is hopeless with their own self. So what can you teach your child that you, but you, that you haven't. So, learned? okay. See, that's a whole nother conversation about <laughs> having a child at 18 or 21 um oh yeah that's another conversation right right right. i understand that about how that does but it but but it happens and And it happens too often but uh, that's a whole nother conversation as well but my point is that so ti has a quote that kind of relates to what i'm talking about here and um i love ti yeah so (laughs) For the most part, he can be problematic with his opinions on women. Oh, that's all a whole of us. Uh, that's a whole other conversation. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. But he can be very problematic with his opinions on women and relationships and cheating. Um, yeah, but a lot of stuff he's right. He's he's also intelligent in a lot yes. of ways, and like he's support supportive of our community and our causes, and I and I love him for that aspect. But anyways, Go ahead. Um, I think people need to take into consideration. So he was specifically. Let me lay the scene before I give the quote. He was specifically talking about hip hop and how people talk about how the drugs get glorified and things of that nature. So he was just giving a different perspective on that. Um, I think people need to take into consideration that hip hop traditionally has always been a reflection of the environment of the artist that the envi- that the artist had to endure before he made it to where he was. I'll repeat that because I kind of m- took a misstep. Uh, I think people need to take into consideration uh-huh. that hip hop traditionally was always has always been a reflection of the environment the artist had to endure before he made it to where he was. So if you want to change the content of the music, change the environment of the artist, and we won't have such negative things to say. And I think that applies to our community as well, like in inner cities. Like, Mm -hmm. I think if there was more of an emphasis, because here's, here's like one of the things that like, I think we kind of miss is that, we as human beings, black, white, 
whatever race, like mm-hmm. we are here on this earth together and we all are all our human beings. We share this environment, but we're still pretty segregated. And like, if we had more empathy for each other and we were actually willing to help each other and to, um, realize the things that people are facing outside of our own individual community and put in an effort to try and help others who are less fortunate than us, then we would be in a much better place as, as a society. Oh, I agree with that. And I think that if Mm -hmm. our, Again, if our society wasn't such a white supremacist, like white favoring society, and we were and we put emphasis on trying to uplift the inner city youth and to try and help and improve their environments, we would see a big turn. We would see major changes in our in our community, like because again, you like black people like in in our community and in inner cities who are less fortunate. Um, because again, that's the other thing I want to make sure that I'm saying less. I want to put the emphasis on like less fortunate and inner city communities because not all black people are facing exactly the same things. Right. But, um, there are some things that we all face together, but there are, we, we live in different environments too. Like there are black people that are, that, um, have money, you know, and things of that nature. So I want to Mm -hmm. make sure people understand that we aren't all living, living, living this exact same way, but a lot of us are. So that's why we're having this general, more of a general conversation. Um, like, and, um, now I've lost my train of thought going (laughs) off on that whole tangent, of course, like I normally do. Um, Um, but like, again, like, it's just kind of like, these environments can be very hopeless and traumatizing. Like when you lose friends to gun violence at a young age and the only thing that you see in the media is, um, black men and women who are going to jail or police are looking for them on the news or like, um, even in TV and film, like for a long time, you would see us as the drug Lords, the criminals, the basketball players, things of that nature. When, the, when the only positive black images that you're seeing on a day-to-day basis or that you're that look that are being glorified the most are these negative images. How can you see yourself as being anything else other than, than those things? How can you see a way out for yourself? It's like, Oh, well, I guess if I can't, if I can't hoop, I might as well just go sell drugs because that's the other I thing understand too. I understand what you're saying about the images <laughs> that's on TV and we're also we also getting locked into that but that's not how it's always is or will be and on top uh, I, I agree but like but but again there's a lot of trauma well, visually, and there's a lot Lauren, of, i mean it's I not see, just visually though too my, oh my psychologically God. too like okay psychological like, let me say this psychologically i've seen that i live that i know these people i know people who are like that but listen to this you still have choices and i understand and it's not just me it's not just me yeah you still have choices you still have choices yeah i can say this just say you were raised in a home with me okay and you're a relative of mine yeah um your your parent parents are not like my parents or wasn't like my mom your mom is different than my mom you still make choices we still making choices and you could be taught in a home by different people to make the right choice and you still go the other way. Right. So you can't just keep blaming that 
on society. You you see what I'm saying? What I'm saying is we still making the wrong choices. This is what I want us to start doing, making the right choices and thinking about what we're doing and how we're living and how we're not living yeah. in order to move forward. Right. That's all I'm saying. We just got to start making choices. And I know it's hard. I know people got to also you know, has their, their homes or where they're being raised is worse than where I was or whatever right. have you. But if we start working together, we can do better. I mean, just, we still make the wrong choices. That's all I'm saying. And yeah. we, if, if you start making some of the right choices, it will help a lot. Yeah. It will yeah. help a lot. Yeah. There's, hold on. I want to check the camera right quick because I didn't turn it so I couldn't see that it was recording. I knew it was, but I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. And um, I think we were running out of time. <laughs> About a clock? No. We're going to keep going for right now. Uh, we can go over our our time or whatever, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Um, I agree with that. But also, something else that I want to put an emphasis on that I believe, and not only believe, I know to be true, um, is that not all bad choices or crimes are pursued or are acted on. There we go. Not all bad choices or crimes mm-hmm. are, are acted on out of... Um, out of just something that someone wants to do a no, lot of, a lot of times that. it's, mm-hmm. it's out of necessity and like, or not. And maybe it's, maybe it's perceived necessity, mm-hmm. right? Because again, because you can, you can be broken and like lose hope and feel like this is your only way out, you know? And, um, and so a lot of these things that, that happen in our community are things that people are doing because they think that they truly believe that this is the only way for me to get ahead. And a lot of those, a lot of those choices and decisions are made because people are looking at this could help me get ahead right now in this moment, Mm -hmm. but they're not necessarily thinking about the consequences of being caught. Or maybe they know those consequences and they choose to ignore them because they're putting the priority of, uh, my mom is, uh, a drug addict and I need to eat Mm -hmm. or, um, or like, you know, we both parents have passed away and now it's just um, me and my younger brother and at like 25 and I'm having trouble getting a job because I didn't go. I wasn't able to go to college, college because of whatever or, the case mm-hmm. may be, because there's like there's all, there's just so many different there's scenarios so many different and different different and things I, that like I, make make life so much difficult, so much more difficult, difficult. and mm-hmm. put people at a disadvantage um, coming from specific communities because none of these are things that things that people have to deal with in communities where people have money and primarily white communities is what i'm talking about Mm -hmm. like and and they have privileges that these kids and that then become adults don't have we all have issues in our community i'm gonna say white black 100 but it's but it's different it's all different issues so uh, Again, this is what I'm, I don't even know how to keep saying it without keep repeating myself, that we got to start somewhere. And I understand the psychological, I understand the history, history, sorry. Uh, I understand all that. I just want us to start with the simple things. Right. You see what I'm saying? Start there. But that's easier said than done for a lot of people. And I know that. For a lot of of the reasons we've already discussed. Discussed, right. right. But if we still have to start somewhere. Right. Because being a good human being, okay, not just being, no matter what your color is, if you start there, you will build some morality. Mm-hmm. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And if you start there, you will want 
to feel better about yourself and then do better for yourself and your family, being a good human being. So, no, I mean, but... and we have to fight the bad. You've been fighting good and bad and evil for, I don't know how long, forever. Right. But I'm just saying, we got to start somewhere. We can't just keep making excuses. We have to start somewhere fighting within where we live, where we walk the streets. Yeah. Like, you didn't have to throw that trash in front of my house. Right. You could have took that trash home and put it in the garbage can. Right. You don't have to ride down the street, throw your beer cans out, throw your um, your cigarettes out. You don't have to do that. Right. That's simple things. You you see what I'm saying? But again, some of that some of that stuff, I agree with you on all on all of those all, on all those things, obviously, because you know littering is one of my biggest pet peeves. <laughs> you and your grandmother. Um, <laughs> but um, but again, like a lot of these people have undealt with trauma and uh and like and some of it is literally ptsd because ptsd isn't just a military thing it's mm -hmm. it's something that happens in the because there's also wars Again, that happen is, in the streets go ahead po yeah. uh, post-traumatic stress disorder so that's just kind of like um after something traumatizing happens to you you have anxiety and um and uh it causes stress on your brain and i can't remember the full explanation of it but that's the oh, okay. simple version okay. of it. And it can cause a yeah. lot of different kinds of reactions. reactions. It, can, it can cause mm -hmm. you to kind of like lose touch with reality. It can, can cause you to, um, again, be really anxious and right. like be uh, paranoid. And there's a lot of different things that it can cause. And, th and this happens to people like in these inner city neighborhoods. And some of the things that cause it is, again, like gang violence and stuff. But part of why that stuff is happening is because like there's these like hopeless situations that people live in and they haven't been shown a better, they haven't been shown a better light. And okay. like that, 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 that can lead to so-and-so joining the gang who then he now feels pressure. He gets pressured into then killing the other guy. You know what I'm saying? Right. And like, again, and it's a cycle and I believe wholeheartedly that it all boils down to this white supremacist, oppressive society that we live in that, favors the majority and hurts the minority and i still believe that it's intentional and again that part can that part can be a whole nother conversation yes it but is. Uh... the fact that the the governor can let the water be poisoned in flint in a primarily black community without doing anything about it I, I, I would love to have seen, I would never wish this on anyone, of no. course, mm -hmm. but I would be interested to know how the government, the state government would have reacted to that had it happened when, when like when we were living in Novi, for example. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I can't disagree it, with that, you on that. And I then cannot. also there's this whole like school to prison pipeline, which is another but bu buzzword phrase that like we, that is a whole nother conversation. But the summary of that is basically how um because again not only do is like a white male my that's the same age as me get more of a benefit of a doubt in a lot of different situations and have a lot of different privileges that i don't have as a black man but um also we commit the same crime and he's going to be punished he's not going to be punished as hard as i'm going to be i agree with that and so that also contributes to it too, because you can ruin a life by adding an additional five years onto someone's sentence. Right. Right. For example, right. or like 
like Brock Turner, the uh, guy who raped an unconscious girl, but he got deemed um, as someone who has who was like a positive contributor to society all because he was a student athlete. This is the white guy, if you remember. No, I don't remember that story. Um, and I can't remember exactly what, what happened to his case, but but like uh, the sentence he gotten was a was a slap on the wrist in comparison to um black men who have committed the same crime all is horrible wrong crimes, right horrible, horrible crimes, crimes and all white. is wrong mm-hmm. um regardless and but, but I, like but we we get punished harder, harder. we we mm-hmm. we get policed harder because we are we're demonized we're we're considered to be more we're considered to be more dangerous but that's not necessarily always the case and again i believe that if you change the environment from which we come, we won't turn into these people. But there's not a fo- there's not a, and even they right, call they not- call they're, they're, there's not really a focus on trying to do that. And that 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 makes too much sense. And then that's that's saving too many people because then you you uplift them. Then oh, they're coming for my money in my neighborhood, and I don't want them here. They're in my privilege. Like I lose my privilege because I help the, these other human beings. Well, there are people part out here who don't believe that, and our helping the community i'm talking about may majority. not be a lot i'm, I'm not talking t- about the majority be, though okay you talking about majority okay <laughs> <laughs> i cannot just, disagree with you <laughs> i'm talking about the Sorry. majority and all of uh, this plays a role into like why we have such a large hump to get over well we have and, a large and, hump to get over but i believe that we can get over the hump i believe we just it's not going ever i, I believe that people really believe that the world is going to um, I believe the world's not going to ever be fair. Let me say that. I don't right. think I've ever said that. I just believe that. Yeah, unfortunately, um, yeah. Unfortunately, this is yeah. a real world, but I believe we can do better. I believe yeah. we can do better for ourselves and for our fam- families and communities. I believe that. Um, and we, j- I don't even know what to say no more. You just brought all that stuff up. <laughs> um, um, but I. <laughs> well, we can we can wrap it up there. Yeah, we can has... wrap it up because yeah. uh, it's a lot. Yeah, no, it's, it's a lot. A and lot. Then, right, and, then, and lot. that's like we said, we it's were going to cover as much as we can Good. in the time mm-hmm. that we have. And, it's a lot. Um, <laughs> and there's a link to a Medium article that talks about the systems and how things have progressed and how it has affected us as a black community. So I will add that link. Uh, the last, very last point that I want to make during today's message is that um, there are people out in the community who are trying to combat these things. I don't want to make it sound like these things are just happening and no one's doing anything about it. Right. Like that's the other thing exactly. that I wanted to put, throw out there. So Motor City Blightbusters is, is, is an example in Detroit. Uh, Alternative for Girls is another example in Detroit. And there's plenty of those across the country um, and in the city of Detroit specifically. I'll link to the ones that I talked about specifically, but like there are people who are out there trying to uh, fight the fight these fights and to help improve our communities and um that's both like black white people and other races as well other races as well but Mm -hmm. um but yeah so that's all we got on today's message yes indeed all right so that'll do it for today's message um if you enjoyed the show i know things got a little heavy but again this is the kind of stuff we're here to talk about. We got We got to keep it real. Everything can't. Er, life is not sunshines and rainbows. Sometimes, Definitely. Sometimes not. you got to walk through the rain together, and that's mm-hmm. so that's what we did a little bit today. So if you enjoyed the show, please rate, like, subscribe, or follow wherever you're listening or watching us on video. In our preview episode zero, I mentioned that we were going to be doing a movie t- ticket giveaway. So I know I just kind of tore we kind of tore the mood down a little bit. <laughs> so I want to bring y'all back up. Bring you know? it back up. Yeah. So I know I specifically talked about 
you know, going to see us or another like black or minority represented film because uh, representation matters. And the only way that we're going to get films with black leads or uh, minority leads is if we continue to support them financially and going to see them. So again, just my suggestion. I would love for y'all to go see us. But regardless, <laughs> if you would like to win those two weekend matinee tickets and it would be to the theater of your choice, movie of your choice. Um, there's just two steps that I need you to take. So first I need you to like, or follow us on social media. And we are uh, available again at MSG FRM Ernestine on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And again, our social media is available in the show notes for every single episode, the first one and moving forward. So again, you just like, or follow us. And then post on Twitter or Instagram with a link to where you're listening and let us know what you enjoyed about this episode, but make sure we can see it by tagging us and using the hashtag, which is spelled the exact same way as our social handles. Again, that's MSG FRM Ernestine and use the hashtag pod in if you're on Twitter or Instagram. So that's P O D I N and you have to use the hashtag and mention us so that we can see your posts because that's how I'll pull the names and figure out who's, who's going to be our winner. And then also if you're on Facebook, you can enter as well as a part of that second step, just share the video. There's a lot of steps. No, there's only two steps. I don't know. I'm just playing. You just got to like, <laughs> you just got to like us and then you got to post about the show. No, with the link to where playing. you're listening. But if you're watching us on Facebook, the good thing is you don't have to share a link or anything. You just literally hit the share button, add a comment about what you enjoyed about the show, and then you'll you'll be entered that way as well. Um, so basically, yeah, if you're watching on Facebook, just share the video, what you enjoyed about the episode, and make sure that you're liking our page because again, you will, be, you will not qualify unless you like our page. <laughs> hey, I don't know I'm just messing with the you. point the point is engagement engagement yeah okay. um the point is engagement we want to engage with y'all we want to hear your feedback so uh, I, I not only want to give these tickets away to um you know to help us get more listeners and viewers and the things of that nature but um also because like I want to give a gift to the people who are taking the time to um enjoy what we're sitting on this couch and behind these microphones to do. discuss and do discuss. so um, so yeah make sure you're liking our page and you share and all that good stuff so i will select a winner randomly for that out of those posts i'll pull the names um and then you'll get a shout out during our next episode and maybe i'll do like a live on instagram or facebook or something like that when i do the draw um so we'll see how that goes and i'll keep you all posted and ma do you have anything else to add before we sign off here um i just love this conversation I want to say that I believe in all people, all colors, all races. I mean, all races, um, people in general, I would like for us to all work together to make a better world. Yeah. No matter what color you are yeah. or anything like that. I just yeah. want us all to make a better world. Yeah. There it is. I've got nothing else for us. Peace. So that's all for us. Uh, we hope you join us next week. Where we'll be back with another message from Ernestine. Thanks for listening or watching. Peace and love, LB out. Mm-hmm.